Woke up on a Saturday, I rolled the fattest J, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. He do what his daddy say, listen to my favorite podcast, that shit is Maddie J. Yo, what's up, my nerds? What's going on? Welcome to the Maddie J Podcast. Sorry about yesterday, but I did say on the last podcast, I might not get to it. Yeah, I just didn't have the time. Um, it was one crisis after another at work. And then uh, Parks was in town, and we're going to go to the Magic game. So we went to the fucking Magic game. Uh. And uh, that was awesome, man. It's my first time seeing a friend from back home. Uh, OV. So it was cool to show him around. And then um, went to the Magic game. Apparently it was a uh, Star Wars night. So like, you know, just a whole bunch of like random Star Wars shit going on during the game. Um, it was funny. I think Parks has only seen it like once. And I don't really know what the hell's going on. With all those doodads, fucking gorillas, <laughs> and wookies that they got going on there. And I remember at one point during the game, uh, I just randomly heard just over and over again, like Chewbacca just going like, or whatever the fuck he does. <laughs> I was like trying to, f- where the fuck is that coming from? I could not figure it out. I'm looking all over the court for a Chewbacca who's just kind of standing there groaning. And uh, yeah, nowhere to be found. It was pretty cool. First first NBA experience. Um, It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, the Magic Lost. You know that song by Weezer? You've got the magic in me. Or ever, however the fuck it goes. But yeah, uh it wasn't it wasn't one of those nights for the magic. The heat came into town and put on a clinic. It was there was pretty good, man. Uh, I have to give it to him. And of course, like uh there's a ton of Miami fans there, obviously, cuz it's like a couple hours away. There's a lot of Miami transplants here too. In Orlando. I'm beginning to see that like no one who lives in Orlando is really from here. I imagine it's kind of like that in like uh New York City or like it was like that in DC. But like nobody who fucking lives here is actually just like born and raised here that I've really met. Everybody's kind of like from another place or another place in the state. So but I want to thank Parks for coming out. Um, he flew into New Orleans, and apparently from New Orleans to here is just as far as from fucking where I used to live to here. Someone explain that to me. Look at a fucking map and explain how that's possible. I don't know. Um... But yeah, he went through fucking hell to get here. So I appreciate him coming. Cheers to you, Parks. Uh, safe travels back. Yeah, man. Um, 
other than that, just been uh, doing the new job, learning as much as I can, being a sponge, you know, first one in, last one out type deal, and, uh, you know, trying to rock it. See, the thing is, like, you get to a point where you're just so uh, focused all fucking day that you just want to fucking come home and just plop yourself in front of a tv and watch dumb shit so ergo we started watching this uh this fucking real estate show on netflix selling sunset is the one and then uh selling tampa is the other one and it's just really just fucking (laughs) the dumbest fucking drama you've ever seen in your life of course, it's like really successful power women in the real estate market. And they're like uh, navigating life and love. Doesn't it sound like a show you just want to turn on and just, you know, binge watch? Yeah, that's what I thought too. But then um, this week happened and then you just turn that on and you don't have to think. Actually, you do think. You think, wow, for how hot these women are and uh how successful they are they're fucking horrible people (laughs) perhaps that's why they have not found a husband um really their lives are are revolving around petty how did they say that in mad men you know when don's wife goes to the uh psychiatrist and the psychiatrist is giving Don notes on, like, what they talk about in the sessions. And he's like, she's consumed with petty day-to-day drama and insignificant relationships and hierarchies or some shit like that. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what's going on with these fucking women. They just, they bitch and moan and fucking complain no, I'm not gonna be <coughs> not gonna be like that. But like they uh yeah, they just like don't they don't do anything other than bitch and they have, you know, all the money in the fucking world. You know, they make one sale on a house, they get like three hundred grand. You know, you only need to do that like four or five times in a year. And you're fucking millionaire. So like yeah, they're all millionaires. And it's like, well, that's why you can't find a dude. Because, like, I mean, what percentage of dudes are millionaires that you would be attracted to? Like, 0.01? And out of that 0.01, who would you actually, like, get along well with? Maybe, like, 5% of that? So you're looking at, really, the dating field of, like... 30 guys in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, so good luck with that, you know. I don't know, man. It's just uh it's just it's interesting the dynamics there of uh highly successful women just not being able to find true love. It's really one of the most devastating things of our time. That's not you know, a coronavirus isn't really the the true pandemic. 
the true pandemic, the true epidemic is millionaire women who can't find husbands. That's uh that's where I'm going to focus all my uh outward volunteer work towards you know, fuck homeless shelters. You know, fuck dog shelters. Fuck shelters in general, you know? If you don't have a house, just don't even talk to me. I want to give my money to millionaire women trying to find true love. So uh, if you want to join me in my cause, you can go to Podcast at gmail.com. Can you repeat? Yes, I can. Podcast at gmail.com. There you can send well wishes. Uh, you can send nudes, you know. <laughs> Whatever you think will help make these women feel better. Um, and I will make sure to forward them on. Um, and when I say nudes, you know, I think it's, I think it's implied when I'm talking about, talking about fucking chicks, dude, tits, ass, fucking puss. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about today. Um, I woke up, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I have to admit, um, little unconfident little whatever Lincoln Park said, you know, I was feeling just a little weird this morning when I got out of bed, just, you know, sometimes you have these, uh, epiphany moments, especially when you make like a, for me at least, you make like a drastic move in your life or like go somewhere new or try something new. You have this, (coughs) I'd say maybe two, two or three minutes of panic, like, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Uh, yes, I had one of those this morning. Just happened to be on a Saturday, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, dude. You know, you, you run the gamut of emotions when you, you make the drastic leap. It's just like, do I really know what I'm doing? Do I have it all figured out? Or can I at least outwardly appear to have everything figured out? Because that's really all that matters, you know. Um, and uh, am I going to completely flop and fall on my face and eat shit? Or could I, you know, what do they say? Make shrimp salad out of sh- sh- shit salad? Yeah, I don't know, man. You run the gamut of emotions, like, doing a move like this, and today just happened to be one of the days where I just woke up heart racing in a panic for no apparent reason, other than uh, my mind is telling me, you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) You're gonna fucking fail. And it does it in that voice, too. It's like, you're gonna fucking fail. (laughs) Dude, speaking of fucking failures in life, though... I have to say this, walking downtown last night, so Parks goes back to his place, we're walking to a world of beer, where, believe it or not, they have lots of different kinds of beer, so, you know, check that out, 
Um, and on the way, that was pretty uneventful, actually. But I, I, we got an Uber, and then I got in the Uber. Guess what happened? After World of Beer, I got in the Uber. And uh, I had to shit, of course, right? So I tell the driver, yo, dude, you just pull over here, man. We had gone maybe for a 30-second ride in his car <laughs> at this point. So I felt fine right until I got into the Uber. And then as soon as I sat down, I there was no mistaking it. It wasn't mental. It wasn't a, a nervous tick. I literally had to poop so badly. Uh, and it just came out of nowhere. I'm still looking for an explanation for that, by the way. I know it's mental, but it really was physiological at that moment. So I just got out and then walked back to World of Beer. And on the way back, keep in mind, I have to shit this entire time. But there's this group of like eight or nine dudes standing there. And the thing I'm learning about Orlando is... When there's a group of, like, eight or nine people standing on the sidewalk, they're, like, doing some dumb religious shit or, you know, trying to say that all gay people should just die or uh, they're saying that white people are the worst in the universe. And this happened to be one of the white people are the worst in the universe crowd. Um, and uh, I didn't... <laughs> I was oblivious. <laughs> it was like a like a Black Power march or like just hang out you know picture the ku klux klan hanging out on the side of the road but just the opposite of that and i had just obliviously walked through it because i had to shit and um they called me a, a white devil which i've never been called before i take uh i take pride in being called the white devil for the first time in my life and uh what else did they say? They said I was a slave master. So, you know, good people downtown. <laughs> you know, that would bother a lot of people. For me, it's just like, you know, what level of loser do you have to be to go out on a Friday night and just harass people of opposite races for no other reason then they are that race, you know? It's not like I had a conversation with the guy and he just decided that I was the devil. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was just me walking, having the shit. <laughs> I'm kind of burying the lead here. I mean, that just happened on the way. Um, So I get back to World of Beer and I get in there and both stalls are taken because why would they not be right you know 10 30 at night apparently everyone shits then including me so um <clears throat> i go through an excruciating wait for what seemed like hours but it was probably about three minutes and i did consider a couple of times and i started to even undo my belt to take a shit in the urinal but uh i did not have to do that thank god um needless to say when that guy came out of that stall it was 
I don't know how to describe the toilet seat there. It was, uh, you know, World War II, the bombing of Dresden. It kind of looked like that. If that toilet seat had been in Dresden uh, for the bombings. <laughs> but instead of bombs, it was uh, piss. I think you get my drift. Uh, I didn't care. I had to, like, you know, do the whole uh, one inch off the seat and just blow. You know, that's what I had to do. So getting called the white devil wasn't even the worst part about, you know, that that journey. And, you know, the key in a moment like that is when are you done? And when are you ready to call the next Uber to actually go home? Because what if it happens again? And you just have to put it out of your mind. <laughs> uh, which I did. And uh, got home safely. And then continued to watch uh, Selling Tampa. Which is uh, the same thing as Selling Sunset. It just happens to be um, minority women as opposed to the white devil Oh, yeah. Casual racism. You know, when people talk about casual racism of the South, uh, you you know, you expect it to be like, you know, white people just doing white people things. But uh, I got to say, there's a strong contingent of uh, the opposite sentiment here. Um, <coughs> and I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. But. At no point did I feel unsafe um, or unwelcome. Actually, I, I felt pretty unwelcome in that moment. But, you know, overall, I feel pretty welcome here. So, you know, what are you going to do? You know, if you've ever been called the white devil, you know exactly what I'm thinking right now. You know, what are you going to do? So, word to the wise, if you're going downtown... I don't know. This every city. This didn't happen in Baltimore, but main, mainly because you're running for your life. Anytime you go out your front door there, but um, <laughs> quite the ringing endorsement. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Baltimore. Like as as shitty as the reputation is, like that that kind of shit would never happen there. It's just the further north you go, people are just more like, ah, eh, fuck it. You know, I don't give a shit. Just stay out of my way. Here, you know, it's like a little slower. Everybody's kind of a little more curious, a little more apt to tell you how they feel about things. Um, you know, more apt to spend time on you than someone from up north. People up north, as long as you just stay out of their way and... Um, you have this mutual thing like, you know, you're a human being, but I'm just going to pretend like you don't exist and go about my day. Like, that's the kind of, that's what makes me feel at home. This is just a little bit different. Uh, I'm just going to have to get used to it. But yeah, if you're downtown, you see a group of eight gentlemen, uh, Make sure, you know, you're looking around for signs, like, 
not signs that like they're of anything. I mean like physical fucking signs. One of them's holding the sign. Just don't, just don't, just cross the street. And I know sometimes people get offended by crossing the street when you see them, but you know what? If it will stop you from being called the white devil or the black devil or the Asian devil, whatever devil there happened to be protesting at that moment, uh, you know, I, I'd say it's worth it. Wouldn't you? Speaking of worth it, I'm going to spend a couple of hours tonight watching my boy and your boy, too, if you're a fan of the podcast, A-Train. It's fucking playing in the tournament of his life. All right. Apex Legends. I don't even know what the hell that is. I think I've seen him play it like three three or four times. Um, I think it's a game where it's kind of like... What's that other one that everybody's doing all the dances for? Shit. Fortnite. Right. So you like go in, fall from the sky, and just try to kill a bunch of people. Um, and he's he was in this tournament. He might have even been talking about this last time he was on the podcast. He's in this tournament um, comprised of all the best teams in the Air Force. <laughs> and he's playing in the fucking finals tonight. For the entire Air Force, which is pretty dope. And I think if he wins, his team wins this, they get to represent the Air Force against the other divisions of the military. So, hats off to him. I'll be watching that. It's kind of like a sporting event, honestly. Like, I'm going to just cast it on my TV. Watch it like I watch sports. And uh, cheer on my boy A-Train as he beats up those fucking other stupid fucking assholes in the Air Force. The Chair Force, as he calls it. So yeah, uh, speaking of worthwhile, that's what I'm going to be doing. You know, I feel like that might be a a thing. Everybody wonders, like, how's his music going to be in 30 years? You know, what are the kids going to be listening to? You know, what are the movies going to be about? Because they keep, you know, they've run out of ideas for movies. There's just no other idea left. So what's that going to be like? And, like, what sports are going to be like? I think a large contingent of um, youth and even, like, people our age are going to be into, like, virtual gaming sports you know watching the best people in the world game against each other and what's really funny is it could get popular where like you know there's like a professional madden tournament so you're watching someone play virtual football as opposed to like actually playing football live in front of your face (laughs) i think that could be a thing you know in the future becomes more popular than actual life like the the virtual reality uh you know video game tournaments and shit 
you know, you just put on your VR goggles, bump into a few walls, um, accidentally step on your cat's neck, um, and watch, you know, watch the game, quote unquote, in your VR head, eye set, head eye set. <laughs> what the fuck is that? VR goggles. <laughs> you know? So uh, that could be a cool thing in the future. I'd give it a try. I mean, I'm going to give it a try tonight. Try to treat this like uh, like the playoffs, you know? Like like the playoffs, you know? Like the NBA. Not the NBA. What the fuck am I talking about? The NFL playoffs, you know? You pick a team. If your team's not in it or they get bounced in the first round, I wouldn't know anything about that. But um, if your team's not in it, um, you just pick another team that you're like, all right, that'd be cool if they won. And then, you know, you have that level of interest going into the game. <coughs> I feel like uh, tonight's going to be like that. And who knows, you know, in the future you might have your favorite gamer that you just follow around as they play. And, you know, the same rules apply as uh, when I was talking about um, Cornhole. You know, you're gonna have you're gonna have the asshole, the fucking dick, uh, the up and coming challenger, who's a who's a fucking dick himself, honestly. Um, but he just wants to be one of the guys in the top, and then you just got the guy who fucks. I forget the other guy I mentioned, but you know, in every little like uh, auxiliary sport like that, there's all the personality types there. You got bowling is the same way. You know, if you were to watch darts, I'm sure uh, that's the same thing too. All those auxiliary sports, you know, that are on ESPN too, at like two in the morning. Um, yeah, there's those are the personalities that you'll find there. And then there's the the humble vet that um the humble vet is a character that everyone's apparently starting to hate. People don't like humility much these days anymore um I don't know what humility isn't cool. I think it is, yeah, so you know you'll find that guy too um. That's definitely one of the characters in any auxiliary sport. The humble professional. Um, some may call him boring. I just I call that person uh, an actual human being uh, who's mature. Uh, that's usually the person I root for. So like you'll never catch me rooting for. Uh, who's that? Who's not humble? Mm. Like a fucking Kurt Warner is the guy that I would root for, you know? Just a humble guy, lunch pail dude, who just does the job, does it well, and goes home. You never fucking hear shit about him, you know? That's the kind of people I like. It's not fucking, you know? Who's a fucking dick? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, I guess Steph Curry's kind of like that. He's kind of a douche. You know, it's all about me. 
um, you know, he puts in his stupid mouth guard and, you know, tries to amp the crowd up. I mean, he's good. I'm not taking anything away from that. It's just he's kind of a dick about it. That's what the kids like nowadays. I kind of like the, uh, let's see, who, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another basketball player. I can't, yeah, like the, the Manu Ginobili's of the world, you know. David Robinson and uh, Tim, what's his name? Tim Duncan. Great basketball name, by the way. Uh, yeah, I like kind of like those dudes as opposed to like the Steph Curry's and the Dennis Rodman's and the uh, Ron Artest's of the world. I'm sorry, Meadow World Peace. I apologize. Because I know Ron Artest is listening. I'm sorry, dude. Anyway, um... <laughs> That's just my thoughts on society, reflections of society today. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, this is the Maddie J Podcast. Like I said, you can write in. Uh, if you want to send nudes, send pictures of tits and ass, people are just going to send pictures of donkeys, aren't they? Here's an ass, dude, for you. I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, you can go to Maddie J Podcast at gmail dot com. You'll find everything. Uh, everything is wide open for you to write in. You know, there's really nothing stopping you. I don't have like a firewall or anything. You know, I don't. I don't have my spam folder set to messages from fans of the podcast where they just automatically go to spam and it's like oh there's nothing in my email oh let me check my spam folder for my fans <laughs> there's nothing like that you can just write in really there's not a lot stopping you stopping you there's not a lot to get in your way of uh simply Dude, you can even do it by text message. You ever done that? Where you text an email, whatever you want to say. And you can do it that way. So you don't even have to get off your fucking ass and go to a computer. You know, who wants to deal with clicking a mouse? You know? It's fucking bullshit. You shouldn't have to click a mouse to do what you want to do. You should just be able to think about it and just, it happens. Right? Fucking bullshit that we have to get up, walk about 10 feet, get on this machine that allows us answers to anything in the world at 0.01 seconds, and uh, type a message that will send instantly to anyone in the world with the click of a mouse. I mean, that's. That's, that's a lot of fucking work. And I can understand why someone wouldn't want to do that, you know? To help a friend out, you wouldn't want to just take 10 seconds of your time and 
and uh, log on to your email. And I think most people probably have their email on their phone. So forget what I even said about clicking the mouse or getting up, you know, just I know it's a lot of work, but you got to close one app and open another one and start typing. It's it's fucking hard, dude. I know. I know more than anyone else. But if you so happen to uh, decide to do that, Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I appreciate you listening. All of you people out there, especially those in Australia, Estonia. Really, just that whole Eastern Bloc. Just great people there. Great people. Um, salt of the earth kind of people, you know? People who uh, will give you the shirt off their back in times of trouble. You know? You ever notice, like, uh, whenever you're watching, I don't know if you watch those crime documentaries, it's, they never really say, yeah, he was kind of a douche. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's always just, oh, yeah, he'd give you the shirt off his back. He never said a bad word about anybody. Um, he just so happened to sell drugs for the last 10 years um, and rob people, but the guy was a fucking good dude. You know? Nobody saw this coming. Anyway, um... I don't know what my point was there, but <coughs> thank you to Estonia, uh, Lithuania, Latvia. Is the Ukraine considered East? Well, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. And stay safe there over in Ukraine. You know, Russia's always doing Russian things. They're always up to something. You can't trust the Russians, dude. You really can't. That's why this podcast is banned in Russia. Because they think I'm trying to subvert, not subvert democracy. They think I'm trying to subvert post-communism oligarchy. You know? I have no problem with that, if that's what the people want. But uh, when a guy gets 100% of the vote, it's a little suspicious. It raises an eyebrow. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening over there. Uh, Australia, I love you. I love you so much. Um, I hope you guys love yourselves enough to uh, keep listening. (laughs) How does that have anything to do? I don't know. Um, And finally, uh, people in the U.S., dude. I did forget Germany. Sorry, dude. People in Germany, you're awesome. Um... You know, we forgive you for World War Two. I mean, at this point, you know, can we really like how long do you have to to you do you hold that grudge, really? You know? What's the limit? It's been like seventy years. I think it's been like eighty years, you know. Can we just stop? You know? There's no more grudges anymore. Let bygones be bygones. World War Two, you know, it happened. What are you gonna do? You know, sometimes you get in a world war. What are you gonna do? Not get in the world war. 
the world calls for war, you know, what the fuck are you going to do? You got to go. What are you going to do? Like, move from your country to the other one? It seems like a big hassle. Just say, fuck it. You got to fight wherever you are. You know? That's probably most of the people in the in the battles, you know? There's only a few hardcore, like, uh, political idealists in the armies, you know? Other than that, you got salt-of-the-earth good people. People will give you their shirt off their back, will give you their gun in a time of desperation, will give you their ammo, give you the ammo off their shoulder if they could, you know? They'd give you the 50 cal ammo off their shoulder if they could. Those are the type of people that were mostly fighting the wars. So, you know what? I say let bygones be bygones. Let's turn a new leaf. Thank you for listening, people in Germany. Uh, We haven't gotten France on here yet. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe the Germans don't want the French in here, you know, and the English too. So maybe that's a good thing. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. And of course, the good old US of A. I love you guys. I will talk to you next week. Yeah.